Welcome to this week's edition of the Yellow Jacket Experience. I'm your host, Thomas Poole, Director of Athletic Communications here at AIC. This week, we talked to Jack Naz of the men's golf team as we discuss the current season as well as what motivates him. We also talk with T. Fletcher of the men's rugby team. We talk about her team's success so far this season and where they're looking to go from here. Stay tuned for a very interesting episode of the Yellow Jacket Experience. Hey fans, I'm here with Jack Neves of the golf team. Jack, thanks for joining us today. Well, thank you, Tom. So starting off, you guys have had a pretty good season so far, competing in a couple of different tournaments. Can you talk about how the team is doing so far this year? Um, so our first tournament, we finished, uh, I think, 17th out of 17th, or um, within the top 15, I think. And then uh, the second tournament, we played in Canterbury, New Hampshire, mm-hmm. um, a really nice course. And uh, we finished 13th out of 17th. But we came back and we fought. We fought our way through, Tom. So, Yeah, so going through the season, you have a couple of new faces uh, on the team. Can you talk about those new members and how they're able to come in and help you guys compete right away? All right, so yeah, we had a uh, we had a recruit named Jared, and he's uh, he's great, and mm-hmm. he he strikes the ball well. He can shoot under eighty, and then we have a uh, grad student Sean, who we we found uh, mid midway through the summer, um, and he's he's pretty good. So, what do you think is the overall strongest aspect of the golf team uh, so far in terms of? Do you think it's the driving, the short game, um, the irons, or what are you thinking? I think we hit fairways a lot, and we hit middle of the green, and we we need work in our putting. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think it's finding fairways is is a big key in this. So is that something that you guys are constantly working on to get better, or what are you guys focusing on in, in the practice? All right, so we have this thing called uh, star drill, which we have th- uh, three feet um, around the hole, mm-hmm. and we we practice that about five times, and then we go back to five feet and we practice that. Um, same thing, and then we go, we go to the range and we work on chipping. Um, and to conclude practice, we have to chip in, mm-hmm. and it's one of our main focuses. So you guys are obviously working with Coach Shue. Uh, can you talk about her philosophy and how she's coaching and helping y'all to become better golfers? Um, so Coach Shue uh, had a partner, Jackie. Mm-hmm. Um, Jackie left for Brown unexpectedly. Um, but Coach Shue is doing a great job maintaining this team, and um, she's getting us fired up for uh, NE10s next weekend. So with the NE10s coming up, obviously it's something that's always a really good competition, something to go into and strive for. And in the past, you guys have had some really solid rounds. Can you talk about planning to get some of that good competition that you would see or that you are going to see at the NE10s, and then at the same time how that affects you and how you're playing your game? Like are you looking at other people and seeing how they're playing uh, that hole, or are you seeing what they're doing their mechanics to hopefully improve your game as well? Um, yeah, so when I'm on the first tee, I get jittery. Of course I do. Um, but I'm also looking at different different swings and trying to work on my swing mm-hmm. um, with their swings. Um, and I'm just hoping to shoot under 80. And that's what you need to do out here, and it's tough, and you have to grind. And, um, you know, I'm hoping to finish top five in the NA10s. Yeah, can you talk a little bit about how um, the college tournament style of golf really works, especially when talking about how many people are in a pair and then what happens after that first day? All right, so usually it's like two uh, two people go out or three people go out, four people go out. But uh, usually bring five guys to a tournament, mm-hmm. and you only take the four best scores at 18 holes. And then 
you work on that the next day and you take the four best scores out of the second round. So there's two rounds of golf, uh, you know, twosomes, threesomes, and foursomes. Um, you just go out and do your best. Now, so are y'all as a team, obviously, if you're bringing five players, are you playing as a group of three and group of two, or are you playing with other individuals from other schools? Um, so we're playing with other individuals from other schools. Um, it's not, like Sue said yesterday in the car ride home, she said, uh, um, it's not college-like if you play with your own teammates. Mm -hmm. So you're just playing with other people from different schools, and it's like going on tour. Mm -hmm. So is that something that you get the opportunity to really interact and get to know those uh, other student athletes from other institutions, especially with any ten other any ten student athletes. That's a good question, Tom. Um, I have a few other friends from other schools that mm -hmm. I've made over the past three years playing golf here, um, and you know they're they're great, and we, we can hang out during the summer, and um, I don't know what to say. Is that something that you constantly are building those relationships? Obviously, you have some of those friends uh, from previous uh, previous tournaments but at the same time are you also going out and making those new friends especially with I guess with the overturn of college athletics obviously people are only staying for four years so you have the opportunity to meet and network with a lot of other people as well uh yeah so uh you know during the summer I, I met this kid Sam from Chestnut Hill and mm -hmm. um he's a new student he's a freshman and we're gonna play uh, some tournaments over the summer and it's it's all a networking during golf it's all connections it's all business and um, that's why I like it. Mm -hmm. So let's turn it a little bit towards you. Um, obviously, the point of the podcast is to get to know our student athletes. So can you tell us a little bit about where you're from, how you started playing golf, and really how you ended up at AIC? Um, so I started when I was 10 years old. Uh, it was my 10th birthday, and mm -hmm. um, didn't really want to be there, but you know, <laughs> uh, <laughs> I I was made to go, and uh, you know, I started. I started by my dad dropping me off every single day, and he was a big supporter of mine. Mm -hmm. um, and he dropped me off, and we go for eight hours and just practice. And this guy named Vio Whiteman, who was at Holyoke Country Club, where I was a member, he'd always give me lessons out there. And I, I need to give a big thanks to him. Mm -hmm. um, and I started, you know, on the Holyoke High golf team, which I told I, I couldn't play on, mm -hmm. when I was a little kid, and um, that was a big dream of mine. And being Yellow Jacket was. Uh, one of the biggest dreams of mine as a kid. Um, I always wanted to go here, um, go Yellow Jackets. Now, is that is AIC obviously not far from home? Is that something that really drew you to AIC, or how? What was that relationship like with AIC before you actually became a student athlete here? So I went to a place called Curtis Blake Day School. Mm -hmm. Um, and we had gym class over here and. Um, just the whole atmosphere of being a student athlete at IC just gave me, uh, you know, the courage to come here, and it really it driven me. It really drove me to come here. Mm -hmm. So then, looking at that, so obviously you were on campus fairly early, and that obviously played a role in your attendance. Uh, did you have anyone from your from that same class or same school that ended up coming here to AIC? Uh, so yeah, we had nobody that came here from AIC. Um, I was the only one that my school to actually play a college sport mm -hmm. um and that, that really you know made me uh maybe it impressed me because uh, we had this one kid who played uh college football but he he dropped out and um i'm the only one that can play college sports at that school so mm -hmm. so you got to aic uh what are you majoring in currently uh, majoring in marketing uh it's my third year in it mm -hmm. uh you know my advisor is uh, mark lepstein and i love him He's a great advisor. 
So then what are you looking to do once you graduate from ASC? So I'm looking to become an, uh, enrolled in the PGA program. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm ready to go on tour. That's one of my biggest dreams. Awesome. So obviously something that you're practicing for and hopefully going to get to that next level. Uh, what does your traditional practice look like for you personally if you're not with the team or if you're trying to focus on one or two different areas of your game? All right, so when I go out there, I just, you know, roll some putts in the putting green. I go out either and play 18 holes or I go and play 36. Um, I'll go eat lunch first. Mm-hmm. If I'm playing 36, I'll go eat lunch between my 18 holes. Yep. But if I'm just playing 18 holes, I'll go out and eat lunch after. And I'll socialize with the friends that I have at uh, my country club. Mm-hmm. So then looking at that, I guess, what is your next step in order to – or what do you think – you need to improve on the most in order to get that tour card hopefully um so i think i need to improve on driving the ball uh, mm-hmm. a little bit longer um definitely my short game needs to be shaped up um my putting mm-hmm. needs to be worked on and those guys on tour are just so good um it's so hard to get on tour and um hopefully one day i will be yeah and that's totally it's a grinding season is what you're looking at from the tour obviously you see a lot of these players go out and they're playing a numerous events every summer but at the same time they're still working quite a bit in the off season especially on the recovery aspect but also in the weight room is that something that you're currently hitting and i guess in the off season getting in the weight room getting that stronger or getting that flexibility getting that strength to hopefully reach that goal yeah so i was working with uh trainer rob who mm-hmm. was who was here last year and um this winter i'll be working with uh one of the trainers from asc and um we usually work out um you know, Monday, Wednesday, Friday, three days a week, and we usually practice two days a week. Mm-hmm. And that's where I'm going to get better is practicing and, and, and working in the gym. Awesome. Well, as we start to wrap up here, uh, the one question I ask everyone who comes onto the show, because I think it really shows a really good depth and uh, reflection on your life, is what moment in life has influenced you the most? All right. So when I was uh, 15 years old, I lost my father. Mm-hmm. Um, he was a big supporter of my golf game, and he would always stand under the tree um, in the middle of the fairway. And uh, he bothered me a lot during <laughs> during rounds, but I kind of missed that. Mm-hmm. Um, and, like, uh, last night I had a dream that he was there, and he was telling me that, I, you know, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to make it. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's just – it made me emotional, Tom. So, obviously, the guy who got you into the game of golf and someone who has helped driven you to this next level – uh, that's definitely a, a hardship that you've gone through, but I'm glad you've been able to really use that and turn it into something that motivates you. Oh, uh, yeah. I mean, he was he was a motivator for sure, um, and he drove me to the golf course every single day. And when I lost him, I didn't know what to do with myself. Um, so I just went out to the golf course and just practiced like he, uh, he wanted me to. So Awesome. Well, thank you so much for joining us, and uh, we appreciate your time, and good luck this weekend at the NE10s. All right. Thank you, Tom. Fans, ASC Athletics would like to thank BLTs, the official t-shirt sponsor of ASC Athletics. Located in Palmer, Mass, BLT specializes in custom apparel and is also the official merchandise supplier of Treehouse Brewery. Make sure to say hello to BLT's owner and AIC alum, Brian Lewis, when you call to place an order.
Welcome back. I'm here with head men's rugby coach T. Fletcher, and uh, thank you for joining us. Yes, absolutely. Thanks for having me. So this year, I know it's been a little rocky. You've had a couple games canceled because of things here or there, but sitting 1-0 overall with a, a win at Rutgers 39-5. Can you talk about that one game that you've played this year? Yeah, it's been amazing. Um, I wish we had more under our belt, but, um, you know, with different circumstances coming, um, you know, out of our control, um, yeah, you know, we'll just kind of sit in the W with Rutgers and, um, you know, just kind of ride on the coattails of that and continue training, um, you know, until our next match. But, yeah, it was really good. Um, you know, our guys were eager to show up and, um, you know, play our first, you know, Matrix match of the season. Mm -hmm. um, it was a hot 88-degree <laughs> sunny day, no breeze at all. Um, but, honestly, that didn't really, um, you know, a lot of the guys you know things we'd prep for you know weather like this back in spring for nationals and mm -hmm. um, a lot of these guys played summer ball and whatnot so yeah it was um it was you know perfect um everybody came you know ready to go um and we just kicked off and from from the kickoff you know our guys were fired up and um it was just a, a Rutgers you know a very respectable program um, you know, both teams have been looking forward to this match um, all season. So it was a great day, great day for rugby, great day for men's program. Yeah, so looking at the stats, I mean, from that, definitely 39 points in a game. I think is a fairly successful game offensively, uh, as most rugby coaches would look. How do you look at that win 35 to or 39 to 5 and really hope to translate that into your other games coming up this weekend? Um, including a potential game against Fordham this weekend. Sure, yeah. So, um, you know, again, you know, we'll always take the, the win. Um, we should have put more points on the board. Mm -hmm. um, you know, but it was really our first game. Um, you know, really to back things up, our preseason was shortened into three days. Um, so it wasn't ideal, but, you know, we worked with, um, you know, what we could control. Um, went to Army for a preseason match, knew that, you know, the odds were really against us. Um, mm -hmm. That game was really more for the experience to get guys, you know, on the West Point campus and just really kind of travel and appreciate, you know, like the things that we can do, you know, when we're part of a program. Um, but that game was more of like a judge of character, really. Mm -hmm. You know, to see who was going to rise to the occasion when things were tough, um, when guys were tired, when we were getting scored on, you know, who steps up. Yeah. Um, you know, and keeps, you know, finds that, you know, deep, like, passion in the heart mm -hmm. um, and keeps guys in the game, you know, mentally. Um, but physically, it was just, yeah, it was very one-sided. Um, so it was tough. Well, and you brought up in those moments of adversity, you really learn who your leaders are, who bends under, uh, under pressure, or who really rises to the right. occasion. And was there anyone who really rose to the occasion uh, that you saw in that? in that match quite honestly all of our guys did mm -hmm. every single one of those guys that showed up to play um i mean when we pulled in it, exactly what i told them you know army had a roster of 60 active guys oh wow um so a little back story there is you know every cadet has to play a sport and yep. rugby is in the top three of interest um which is awesome you know just overall it helps you know grow the sport Mm -hmm. So we knew that coming in, you know, it honestly looked like there was a camp going on. <laughs> but, um, you know, these guys were excited. Nobody backed down. Um, so each each guy that showed up and, you know, put on the jersey, 
representing AIC in the men's program um, definitely like stole my heart right there. Um, just utmost respect. Um, so every every single guy, you know, we move guys around in different positions just to kind of see, you know, what that looked like um, in terms of you know different connections, um, different equations out there. Mm -hmm. So you know every single guy, um, and that was more or less. Hey, you know, we've been in preseason for a very short time, but let's go play somebody other than ourselves. Well, you always hear the adage of when teams go out and do well in a first match, it's because it's always they're tired of being on or being up on each <laughs> other and yes. they finally get to hit someone else. <laughs> uh, yes. Does that sort of ring true for how you how your guys sort 100%, of approach it? 100%. Um, fair point you make because, you know, with rugby being a full contact sport, um, we are going towards, you know, growing that competitive environment and mm -hmm. training but understanding that these are still your teammates. You know, we don't want to hurt each other. We don't want to hurt opponents. Um, but there's definitely a level of resistance that we must give mm -hmm. um, to each other out there. So, you know, going into Army, that was great to be able to kind of unleash some of that, um, you know, desire to, you know, just go hit somebody. Um, but going into Rutgers, you know, between Army and Rutgers, we had this time um, to be able to put our structure in place. Um, and so that was a good testament of who knows, you know, where they should be, mm -hmm. what their role is, and really executing that. Um, and th it was really good to see guys get out there, work out some kinks. Mm -hmm. um, like I said, you know, I think we definitely left points off the board, um, you know, a couple penalties, some conversions. But overall, um, had we come out and fully executed our system, um, you know, easily we should have cleared 50. But, um, you know, the guys knew that. You know, I was proud of what they put together. Um, and, you know, a, a lot of things I think really clicked for a lot of players. And I know there was definitely nerves going into that game, especially mm -hmm. for incoming players. You know, first time they're really, like, playing in a Matrix match. Um, you know, there's a lot of weight that goes into that, you know, for each player and their role. So, uh, you know, overall, again, I was fairly pleased. Um, but the guys all know, you know, moving forward, you know, it's it's not, oh, well, what about playoffs? It's our next game was Yale. Unfortunately, mm -hmm. that got canceled, you know, due to this Triple E going around. Um, but, you know, I was really hoping we had that game to work out more kinks, but also build more confidence within mm -hmm. our system and our players. Um, so our next game, you know, being Fordham, a huge one. Um, you know, and also senior night, um, this week's training is crucial. So changing gears a little bit and talking about getting to know you as a person, sure. uh, I guess my first question is how did you get involved into rugby? I lost a bet in college. Is that really <laughs> how it started? Yes. I went to App State on a full ride for soccer and, um, I lived with three other, two other varsity girls that mm -hmm. played soccer and one that played club soccer but she also played club rugby okay um and i lost a bet and which often doesn't happen <laughs> um, so you only take bets that you think yeah, you no, can no, win. no i take bets and i lost this one and, and and um who knew that it was gonna you know be my um really like open doors for me to mm -hmm. you know find rugby so i went out for a practice i got laid out like the first 15 <laughs> minutes and i was like wow like, this is crazy. Um, this is awesome because it's really get hard to get girls to even go play pickup basketball or something, yep. you know. So, um, 
I that losing you know that bet and going out to a sport that I was so humbled mm-hmm. um, I had knew you know I heard about it I knew there was socials you know this and that um, but the camaraderie was something that was very eye-opening to me mm-hmm. um, just the passion that these girls had you could go out and beat each other up and <laughs> and it, it was so physically demanding mm-hmm. um, like I was excited like I wanted more I wanted <laughs> to know more about it so no the next question I obviously have are you able to tell us what the bet was I can't I cannot <laughs> disclose <laughs> okay fair enough uh, so then after that you got hooked what was your next step in terms of I guess once you graduated or you joined the team graduated and then played semi-pro or so i um i so i went to i had been joining this team this competitive team um out of raleigh north carolina um on the weekends i would travel you know if they had tournaments and trying to get on with their developmental side Mm -hmm. um and eventually i knew hey you know i always thought i was gonna move back home to chicago but i knew that Raleigh offered a very competitive program. They had been grooming me to, you know, come in and, you know, be a part of their team. So, yeah, I, you know, I moved to Raleigh, got a job, um, played for them for about 10 years. Um, And through that time, while I was still in college my senior year, um, you know, I was just very fortunate enough to, like, have a great coaching staff um, and great leaders on the team and mentors to help, like, see believe in me that I definitely had a gift um or the athleticism you know to want to pursue rugby and help me grow Mm -hmm. um so it was then when I was you know getting um invites to go to USA rugby camps and um elite different elite you know um events that were happening um and so I kind of hung up the boots with soccer played still played you know co-ed indoor and stuff Mm -hmm. because I couldn't fully give it up um, but yeah, rugby became my new vice. So and with that, do you think what position did you play in in soccer? Uh, center mid. Center mid. So do you think the skills that you grew over time in soccer really trans helped you translate onto the rugby? I field? do, and you know my coaches growing up um, always told me um, like you have this gift, you see the field, mm-hmm. um, and I never really understood what that meant. Um, but then coming into rugby, it it started clicking it made sense like I do have this gift that I'm blessed with um, where I I see things and I'm able to set people up I've never been the fastest on the team I've never been the person who scores you know the goals or the tries but to be able to set things up and you know just really like let people do their own roles and and be able to just execute that Mm -hmm. Well, speaking of that, it's always an interesting conversation you have when talking about multi-sport athletes versus single-sport athletes. Do you think you being a multi-sport athlete helped you transition into the rugby field and or onto the rugby field and helped you be successful? Absolutely. Um, I think that you know just being a part of you know multiple teams in the same sport or um, you know different sports teams um, has definitely helped my just physically my athleticism, mm-hmm. um, but also just, you know, different aspects of the game. It makes you appreciate things um, and just makes you more versatile. So I think that's completely, um, you know, all played into, you know, where I'm at today and how mm-hmm. I've gotten there. 
and one of the interesting things we studying it back in college, at least I did, is the aspect of your dif different muscle groups um, getting, I guess, worked out in different sports, different situations. Do you think that that ultimately leads to a stronger athlete as well? 100%. 100%. Yeah, I think some people, um, you know, are just naturally, um, you know, gifted. Other, you know, athletes have to work for it. I think I was kind of a little bit of a column A, column B. Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, just playing different sports um, in addition to how demanding and taxing rugby is um, on your body has um, really helped me appreciate both. Um, yeah, I always said if I could go back when I was younger, I'd do gymnastics <laughs> just to help out, you know, with like the flexibility, and mobility yep. things. Um, but yeah, I definitely think all these things help, you know, contribute. So what do you think is the biggest attribute, I guess, or something that will help your athletes get, uh, what's the right word? I guess healthier, faster. Or do you think it's a mixture of flexibility, obviously, and then you look into the athletic training side yeah, and what sure. they do proactively? Um, yeah, I definitely, you know, can appreciate all departments here, you know, our strength and conditioning. I actually just had a meeting with, you know, Jeff yesterday and making sure we're on the same page, um, you know, and really just appreciating, you know, the resources that we have and, you know, the athletic training upstairs. Um, but I, I think that, um, you know, I always tell my guys, win the recovery mm -hmm. that's our motto um so you know if we have days off we really don't have days off we may have days off from you know skill sessions you know and set piece outside in the training field as a team um but those are days where you really should like you know go in the hallway of your dorm you know grab a teammate and you know stretch work on some mobility because ultimately you know a lot of our injuries stem from um lack of you know good stretching mm -hmm. and and you know as an athlete um or a younger athlete i can definitely you know i was guilty of that yep. now that i'm older um you know we just there's no bounce back uh so you really have to do you know really dedicate um you know post game stretch like the cool down um you know the typical icing and you know exercises that you may have for you know you know your shoulders uh, the quads, the hamstrings are pretty common um, injuries or tight muscles, um, you know, post-game or training sessions. Um, but really just dedicating time to say, hey, you know, even three days a week, I'm going to work on, you know, my flexibility, my mobility. Um, it just makes you a better athlete, like your longevity in the game. So as we wrap things up, the question I always ask every guest is what moment in life has influenced you the most? Great question. Um, I the first thing that comes to mind is um, when I finally got the guts to um, approach our athletic director and the head coach of the uh, football team in high school. Mm -hmm. um, you know, I grew up with an older brother and a dad that were just diehard football fans, Chicago Bears fans, Ooh, I'm um, sorry. which I still am. Um, but I, you know, I got brave enough to take part in a strength and conditioning summer program mm -hmm. and we always had to get our sheets signed out to leave and he made a joke actually about oh you know girls that have their nails painted can't play football and I was like well actually I wanted to talk to you about that and he called the special teams coach and said give Fletch a bag of footballs and he gave me a date and he said you have a tryout in two weeks hmm. and I went out there in two weeks and he picked six places on the field 
I made all six, and he gave me a schedule, and he said, this doesn't mean that you're a starting kicker at all, so don't get comfortable. Oh, God. So preseason started. Um, it was one of the most physically, mentally demanding things I've ever done. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, just being at the pace of male sports and something that I've never done before. Um, so I prepped as best I could, and I showed up and, you know, worked my way to the top, um, earned myself the starting kicking position, and, like, it was history in the making. And I think at that point it opened up a lot of avenues for me, um, you know, because back in that time it wasn't really a thing. No. Um, now I just think it's great. You know, it's kind of popping up, you know, girls playing sports, you know, and, and wrestling or football or, you know, whatever, you know, avenue they want to try. But, you know, back in the day it wasn't it wasn't common. And that really just opened up Pandora's box for me. Um, I had Mary-Kate and Ashley Olsen – the twins from Full House, they did a premiere issue for, you know, promoting women's sports and mm. they contacted me. And so I was featured in that magazine, which opened up. Then MTV, Mandy Moore was doing a show okay. um, for girls who kick butt in men's contact sports or something like that. And so they flew me to Key West for a week and I was featured on that. Oh and wow. then the real world wanted me to do a uh, like go live in the house or something <coughs> in Chicago for a week. And so it just really opened up a lot. And those things were all exciting and really cool in the time. But it was really during Halloween that, you know, like kids, girls would show up wearing football uniforms saying, I'm T Fletcher. <laughs> like I, I kick for, you know, the football team. And um, then at App State, I was there for a summer. And that's, you know, kind of when I was learning this rugby thing. Mm-hmm. Um and I was out there, I was friends with guys on the special teams for the football team, and they said, you know, come here and, you know, kick with us. And I guess the assistant athletic director, because all their offices overlooked the stadium, and mm-hmm. um, called me up, and I thought I was a prank call <laughs> from the um, men's football coach, so I, I never called him back. And then <laughs> I received an email from our coach that was like, you need to be in his office. And I was like, oh yes, gosh. yes, sir. He was like, we want you to come try out. Oh, wow. And I was like, wow, this is crazy. So, um, yeah, it was like the first day of tryouts, like walk-on tryouts out there. And I was just so overwhelmed by, you know, 100-plus guys out there all trying to get a spot, plus the team that was coming back, you know, full-ride athletes. And um, it was probably a regret that I had. You know, I had this ability to, you know, make it happen or not. And Mm -hmm. I was out there with some of my teammates that were there to support me. And I was just like, you know what? I found rugby. And – I, you know, I could go have glorified moments and, you know, potentially, you know, be like this history in the making, you mm-hmm. know, joining um, a D1 football team as a kicker and may not even kick, right? Or I could go the route of being humbled and playing rugby a sport that I feel very challenged by. And that's the route I went. So one of the only regrets I have in life, but it opened up, you know, a lot of um opportunities for me in the rugby world and you know here I am so it was really cool though because you know then I met Art and you know he spent some time at App and so we have that common ground and then of course you know App State's football team went on to go get you know rings back to back to back to back um so it would have really been cool you know to be a part of that but um I don't know that I would still you know that I'd be sitting here today on the position you know the opportunity that AIC has given me as a rugby coach 
Well, and something interesting with the Appalachian State uh, team a while back, I would imagine this might have been a little bit before you got on campus, but when they upset Michigan. Right. And really got put on the map. Yeah, my dad didn't talk to me for a week, uh, <laughs> you know, because he's a huge Michigan fan. Yep. And, um, you know, I was at App at the time. Okay. I think as a, maybe a freshman. Um, so that was a huge, huge win. And ever since that game now, it's, you know, App picks a big team yep. just to open their season with. Um, so. Yeah, th I mean, that's definitely a very unique I mean, situation that you've talked. I mean, I don't think we've had anyone on here who's had that, I guess, longevity of a moment right. that's changed a life. Right. Uh, obviously, there are things that continue to happen that we build upon and we learn from, but that's definitely a very unique thing that that we learned about you because I never knew. Yeah, never knew any I'm of a that. you know I'm a very humble you know uh, person, but you know, and so that's why I think it was exciting to get to nationals. You know, my first season and um, a lot of the cred was you know, coach, wow, what are you doing? But mm -hmm. um, really, the only thing I could take credit for is you know just trying to build a culture, and I think you know at times that really kind of probably hindered mm -hmm. um, our advancement on the field. Um, but it's something, you know, that I'll never back down on, um, because I believe in, you know, like putting in the hard work and it's not really just about rugby, you know, it's just about developing, you know, good humans, um, to be successful after college. Mm -hmm. Um, and you know, if you put your mind to things and, you know, put in the work that will, the outcome will speak for itself. So just through those experiences that I've had. Um, that you know that people never know about it, it like I lived through this and I want those guys you know our players now to it's hard to see mm -hmm. awesome well thank you so much for joining us coach we appreciate it thanks and, for having me and well good luck on the rest of your season thank you so much Thank you for joining us on this edition of the Yellow Jacket Experience. I'm your host, Thomas Poole. Be sure to join us this Saturday, October 5th, for a full slate of games. Starting at 11 a.m., volleyball will host Adelphi University. At noon, women's soccer will kick off against St. Michael's College. Rounding out the game slate is men's soccer for St. Anselm College at 3 p.m. On Saturday night, we will be inducting nine individuals and two softball teams into the AIC Athletics Hall of Fame. The stream will be available starting at 7.45. That stream can be found at AICYellowJackets.com slash HOF stream. Once again, that's AICYellowJackets.com slash HOF stream.